Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. It is NFL Draft Week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We've got you covered here on the Believe in Steelers show. But before you tune in and listen to Ike and I's insight, we want you to head over to betonline.ag because there are many NFL draft prop bets to place a wager on. 365, 24-7, seven days a week. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. It's really easy to get started. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. Ike, today is one of my favorite days of the year because we get to go through your 2022 mock draft. We've been doing our show now for a few years. It's one of my favorite days because we get to go through all 32 teams here in the first round of the 2022 draft. And I get some insight on how your brain works. Really excited to be going through this with you here this morning. So I need all the viewers and listeners to understand how I do my mock draft. So it's not like everybody else mock draft. I go off on what I think my personnel, I got a top five in every list, and I go off the best available, not needs, for these teams. Ike, I like giving you the keys to the Cadillac. You get to put your GM hat on. Again, it's as if Ike was the GM of all 32 teams. I'm going to try to push back if there's a pick that you make is questionable, but we're going to put a clock on each of the picks, too. So we're going to go one through 32, and we start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're on the clock. Ike, your number one overall pick surprised me. They're on the clock. The NFL got a phone call. The number one pick for the 2022 draft for the Jacksonville Jaguars is Jordan Davis. (laughs) Coming out of Georgia. And I think in my mind, he's the best all-around prospect in this 2022 draft. The reason why I like Jordan Davis is because I always feel like you got to start from the ground up is what I've been told in the Pittsburgh Steelers, meaning the front line or the defensive line. And not only he's the best player in the draft, but, man, he's rare. These guys don't come around too often. I'm surprised you picked Davis, but it makes sense given the edge rushing depth at this position in the draft. There's not as much on the interior at the defensive tackle position, 6'6", 340 and some change at 478 in the 40, dominating the line of scrimmage for the Bulldogs. My pick flipped since the last time we talked. I've got Trayvon Walker going number one. He is now the odds-on favorite. So we'll see what happens on Thursday night. Full disclosure to our listeners and our viewers, we are recording this on Tuesday. So if things change, if there are trades that happen, have mercy on us. But Ike's got Jordan Davis going number one to the Jags. Let's keep this rolling. Our time clock is out, and this is why we have the time clock, Ike. At number two, the Detroit Lions are are on the clock. And Ike, I think we're on the same page here with the number two overall pick. Hey, I'm going with uh, coming from Oregon. I think might be the best all-around athlete in this draft, and that's Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau just showed me a lot of explosiveness, um, showed me like, hey, coach, you might as well see uh, my teammate, and that was uh, Sewell coming from the offensive line from Oregon last year, and he played well as a rookie. So in my mind, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Why not get another Hall of Famer in Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Detroit Lions? And we all know, Detroit Lions head coach attitude in this bar fighting. Yes, and dominating the line of scrimmage in the NFC North division for the next decade plus with the two Oregon boys. I'm with you Mm -hmm. there. If Hutchinson is on the board, that is what I think that the pick will be, but I would pick Thibodeau as well at number two. So I'm with you there. If Hutchinson is there, though, that's what I think that the Lions will actually do. 
At number three, the Texans are on the clock, Ike. And again, this was another pick that you had that surprised me. It should, you shouldn't be surprised. At number three, man, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett is right now NFL ready out of all the quarterbacks. Now, a lot of quarterbacks might have a little bit more upside, but Kenny Pickett, as far as like reading, as far as like pump faking, as far as like understanding what the defense is trying to do to offense, I think he's more right now ready than anybody. Ike, I like the pick considering the Texans did not trade for Baker Mayfield in the deal that sent Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. This is where I had Evan Neal out of Alabama considering the Alabama-New England connection. And you're going to say, Mark, we're talking about the Texans here. Keep in mind, Texans GM Nick Casario previously worked under Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. And they need someone to keep Davis Mills upright. So this is where I had Evan Neal going. Uh, I think they could go edge rusher. The Texans need all the help that they can get, but we'll see what happens at number three. At number four, Ike, this is where you had Evan Neal going to the New York Jets. Make the case for why Neal can help Zach Wilson stay upright in the 2022 season. Man, that's exactly what you need. If you watch Evan Neal, uh, and, and I like what he was doing off the field. He didn't show me everything he needs to do on the field. But a guy who can jump on a 42-inch box at three-something plus, a guy who, which I call a, a, a dancing polar bear, which he's lying on his feet, you might as well give Zach a security guard, and why not give him an Evan Neal? Yeah, and Neal it was a large reason why this past season you see Bryce Young, the quarterback, who's going to be a top pick in next year's draft, win the Heisman, Devonta Smith the year before. But this is where, for the Jets, give me the number one corner and give me the hot sauce, psych! Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. This is who I like at number four to the Jets. I got my props. I'm ready to roll today, Ike. Look at Mark bringing the props out for the Mark Trash show. I like it. But they're, they're going to get Evan Neal coming from Alabama to be the security guard for a young Zach Bose. I like your pick too, Ike. I'll bring the hot sauce back later on for when Sauce Gardner goes in your mock draft. At number five, keeping it in the Big Apple, the New York Giants are on the clock with the fifth pick. Who you got, Ike Taylor? I'm going to go with another offensive lineman coming from NC State, and that's Ekum. Can you help me say the last? Ikwanu. Iki Ikwanu out of NC Ike State. Ikwanu. Yeah, coming from NC State. You might as well uh, give Daniel Jones a, a clean slate, and here goes another security guard. Now, everybody was saying he might be one of the nastiest uh, old-school kind of offensive linemen. He don't have no friends. The only friends on his team are the offensive linemen and his quarterback. The quarterback is his best friend. So you might as well give Daniel Jones a fair shot, and that's upgrading the offensive line. Here we go from NC State and Quantum. Yeah, and the Wolfpack would give their linemen a bottle of maple syrup for every pancake block. So I wish I could right. ask Icky, like, how many bottles of maple syrup do you have? Because he had plays where he had multiple pancake blocks on a single play. So I like that pick. He is also my pick for the Giants at number five, Ike. At six, the Panthers are on the clock. I think they go quarterback here, and you do as well, but we have two different quarterbacks going here. I right. floor is yours. You go first. Yeah, I'm going to go and get Willis from Liberty, and the reason why I'm going to get Willis from Liberty because you still have Sam, Sam, Sam Donald. Sam Donald been in the league for a little while, so, you know, Malik Willis, he can kind of learn under Sam Donald. Um, I don't know if he plays well. Sam Donald might stay in. If he doesn't play well, I'm sure they're going to install – Malik Willis, but at the same time, man, just give Malik Willis a little time. There's no need to rush him. And it might just upgrade Sam, Doma, Sam, Sam Donald and his mindset and his mentality. He might play better than he ever played. But this is the way the NFL is going right now. You got to have two quarterbacks if you can, two good quarterbacks. So this might be trade bait for either or time will tell. But I'm going with Malik Willis going to the Carolina Panthers. Yes, I had Pickett going here out of Pittsburgh. And I think the key here is this. The Panthers were also a team favored to trade for Baker Mayfield. That has not happened. Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker are on the roster. So whichever rookie that you draft here, if you do decide to go quarterback mm -hmm. for the Panthers, they don't necessarily right. need to start week one of the 2022 season. Again, I, I, I would be surprised here, too, if the Panthers don't go quarterback. But we shall see with the number six pick. Giants are back on the clock at number seven, and you had a receiver here, Ike, your first wide receiver off the board, and that is Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. What did you see in Wilson to have him going to the Giants at number seven? Just NFL right now, ready. 
You know, so we already got an offensive lineman. You have your athletic quarterback, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones did win some games with his legs. I don't want Daniel Jones running as much now this year than he was in years before. So I'm going to go ahead and give him, in my mind, Garrett Wilson, who I had number one uh, receiver coming off the board from Ohio State. Yeah, if not for Jamison Williams' injury, Ike, I might say otherwise. But what I noticed with Wilson's tape is that he made the first defender miss on pretty much every time he touched the football, which is rare for a skill position player. This is where I had Trayvon Walker out of Georgia going, considering sliding all the way to number seven. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. initially, that's where I had it. Again, I think he'll be the top pick now. Uh, maybe this is where Hutchinson goes. Maybe this is where Kayvon Thibodeau goes. But the reason why I initially had Walker was because he would reunite with his Georgia teammate, Aziz Ojulari, and give the Giants a nice pass rush foundation. But good pick with Wilson here, Ike, and I think it makes a lot of sense. You want to see what you have in Daniel Jones at the quarterback position to see. Is he the guy moving forward? One other thing as well. The Giants have one week to decide if they want to give Jones and award him the fifth-year option, that would kick in in the 2023 season. They still have yet to decide. They have a week to do that. We'll see what the Giants front office decides there. Good pick with Wilson at number seven. At number eight, Ike, the Atlanta Falcons. And you went with a DB here. You Um, got them right, I did. You you went with the hometown kid too, Ike. And I'm not surprised either, given your connection to New Orleans. That's where you're from. But LSU's Derek Stingley is who you got at number eight with the Falcons, Ike. Uh, Just make the case here for why you had Stingley going at number eight to Atlanta. Primetime player will go to a city that's primetime, then played enough bowl games in Atlanta, which was primetime. The best all-around corner, the best athlete on the field when Derek Finley Jr. steps into the building. Not only could he play DB, but if you ask any receiver from LSU who was probably the best receiver, they would say Derek Stanley. Then when you watch his tape, you just see, man, he just doesn't panic when it comes with the ball coming in the air. What he did as a freshman is what people look for as a progression in sophomore, junior, senior. So he did everything in one year. So the fact that he did everything in one year as a freshman showed Derek Stingley been NFL ready since he was a freshman. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I question his ability to stay on the field a little bit, and hopefully he can stay on the field because in that 2019 season as a true freshman, he was one of the star players of a team that was absolutely loaded. This is where I had Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State at number eight to help with Arthur Smith in that offense. You're going to bring in Marcus Mariota, new quarterback. Kyle Pitts is entering year two, and they finally figured out what to do with Cordero Patterson. Give me Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State here. At number nine, the Seahawks are on the clock. And, Ike, you stole my pick. You took who I originally had to the Seahawks at number nine. This, to me, is like the biggest question mark in round one. So we really don't know what the Seahawks, because the Seahawks be like all over the place. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, I do, when you want to talk about a Pete Carroll, he loves anybody on defense. And if you had to mix in a, a Sasquatch in the Hulk and give him a cousin or a little brother, his name would be Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> and he just showed me everything he needed to show me when it came down to watching <laughs> tape. Six foot, two, 220 plus, a guy who's a ball hawk, so he's able to have range. He's able to play in open space. A guy who can come downhill, and we call it FaceTiming meaning face-to-face when it uh, comes down to a tackle, a guy who's very instinctive. So he was just on a level more than anybody else when it came down to the safety positions. Everything else kind of fell off. Kyle Hamilton is going to the Seattle Seahawks. No, I didn't steal your pick. You said it before me. But if you say I want to steal your pick, I steal your pick. Well, I changed it because I'm looking (laughs) at the contract situation of both Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. And there you have a lot of money allocated to those two players. So then maybe right. I would try to flip those players. I don't know what I, I, I am not an expert on. Okay. If you cut ties with those two players and you drafted Hamilton, what happens to your cap situation? I, I, I have, we have 32 teams to get through. I right, not right, an expert right. there, but this is where I had Charles cross out of Mississippi state, the offensive tackle, because Dwayne Brown is gone. He's held down that left tackle position for years in Seattle so you fill that spot. That's that's what I would do. But it makes sense because Kyle Hamilton, if he falls out of the top 10, he's a top 10 pick. Like there's no if, ands, or buts. 6'4", 220. 
He could fly around the field. People might get caught up because he had like a four, five, nine in the 40, but he is explosive in short he plays. spaces. He plays he everywhere plays too, Ike. Yeah, he plays fast. They, yeah. they will probably have the best duo because you got presidential sitting over there as well mm-hmm. in Seattle. You know, so this, if, if they wind up getting Kyle Hamilton, Seattle might have the best duo when it comes down to safeties. Okay, I got number 10. The Jets are on the clock, and you selected Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Might be my favorite player in this draft, size and speed at the receiver position, and you help out Zach Wilson even more by getting him a number one receiver. Yeah, so you go out on and give him an offense alignment. That's the security guard. Then you go out on and give him a grown man sitting on the outside. For me, I thought Traylon Burks might be the most right now ready. When it comes down to his size and his speed and people want to talk about his 40, but you got to take the 40 out of it. That's just, you know, football and shorts. Football is in helmets and shoulder pads and equipment. What exactly did Traylon Burks do when he was in Arkansas? He ran past DBs who are going to get drafted in this year's draft. He ran past linebackers who are going to get drafted in this year's draft. He was always open. He had combat catches. So you go on to give Zach a, a, a weapon, not only an offense, somebody to protect him, but you give him a weapon on the outside and Traylon Burks. He's the most right now big receiver ready in this draft. Yeah, I, you mentioned the speed. Running away from SEC defensive backs, too. It's not Correct. like he's playing – Pop Warner or whatever. I never saw him get caught despite a 40 time. I believe it was a four or five, five in the 40, but I never right. saw him get caught with on the actual tape. So that's what I would focus on playmaker for the Arkansas Razorbacks. I think they could go Burks. I think they could go Drake London out of USC. I'm with you with the receiver position there at number 10 mm-hmm. receiver and edge rusher are the two position groups. Ike that I think are most deep in this year's draft. So I like right. Burks. At number 10, we'll see what the Jets do there. At number 11, the Washington Commanders are on the clock. And Ike, we're going to go a little bit more rapid fire now, too. We're going to go down to 30 seconds now, picks 11 through 32. You have Trayvon Walker out of Georgia here going to the Commanders at number 11. You might as well get a commander, and that's Trayvon Walker because he definitely was the commander on the field for the Georgia Bulldogs who just won a national championship. He's definitely an alpha, which will be with a lot of alphas, which is that defensive line for, for the commander. So you just sprinkle in a youngster who's able to move, who's able to communicate, who's able to line everybody up when it come down to, to having a defensive sergeant. This is Trayvon Walker. Yes, yes. Good pick, Ike. Again, I have him. I think he'll go number one overall now. that's I go with what the odds market tells me and what our sponsors at Dead Online ag tell us so i think Walker's gonna go sooner gonna go sooner but this would be a tremendous pick at number 11 this is the first kind of reach pick that i have in this year's draft terry mclaurin Mm -hmm. went to ohio state receiver ohio state they're bringing in carson wentz let's get him another target how about chris olave out of ohio state and you have the ohio state connection between both him and terry mclaurin just a thought just a thought okay um number 12 the Vikings, and this is where you finally had Aiden Hutchinson off the board. I'm like, what you how mean, long finally? is <laughs> days ago? He was the favorite to be the number one overall pick. Right. The fact that you have him sliding all the way to 12, Ike, I gotta say something because our listeners and viewers are gonna light up our comment section, and I hope that they do. Why does Hutchinson fall all the way to 12 on your board here to Minnesota, which will be a tremendous value, by the way. I mean, if you look at his style of play, he's a Viking. If you look at a cold weather city, even though they have a dome, he's a Viking. If you look at what the Vikings like to do with the edge rusher, he's a Viking. So he's he's allowed, if he goes to Minnesota, he's allowed to play free. He's allowed to hit the edge. There's not going to be a lot of responsibility. So, yes, I think the Vikings is a good look. Yeah, I know these guys want to go high, but you can go high to a bad team, bad situation. Then we forget about you forever. So Aiden Hutchinson, in my mind, I thought the Vikings is a perfect fit in his style because of his style, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. I love the combination of size, speed, hand usage, all of that. This is where I had Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU going. Uh, mm-hmm. I like, again, the college connections. They just re-signed Patrick Peterson, the LSU gotcha. connection. I know they didn't Makes play sense. together in college, but you know you can have someone who's done it before you show you the ropes someone who's gone through the same things that you're going through as a young player, both collegiately and then as a pro. That's where I had Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. At 13, 
the Houston Texans, Ike, and I think this is where I bring back the sauce. Sauce Gardner. I got the Houston Texans getting Sauce Gardner. Um, I think it would be a perfect fit. What I like about Sauce Gardner was he was the second, you know, DB coming off my list. Sauce didn't allow too many passes getting called his way. You know, I think you said the best earlier on our show yesterday, a 31% pass catch rate, man, that's little to nothing, you know. But uh, Sauce, he has the height, he has the size, and I think he'll just be perfect for the Texans right now because they definitely need all the help they can get at every position. Yeah, it was like the passer rating for quarterbacks. They'd be better off just throwing the ball into mm-hmm. the ground than they were throwing Gardner's way, at least at the college level. He's notorious for not giving up a touchdown pass in his college career. Great man press corner. That is an excellent pick at 13. This That's where I had Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame going to the Texans. Texans are in a position where they can just go with best player available because they need all the help that they can get this pick coming over from the Cleveland Browns in the trade for Deshaun Watson at number 14, the Baltimore Ravens, the arch rival to our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. Ike, you're wiping your forehead. Like, do we really have to talk about this? We do. We both think they'll go defense here. And it's just a matter of which player that they'll pick. You've got a linebacker here going to Baltimore, Ike. I'm going to toss the floor over to you for why you think that Devin Lloyd out of Utah is the pick for the Ravens at 14. He's a Raven. He's a stiller. He's one of those guys who very instinctive. He played, and he's about to be a top 15 pick, and we can't name three guys off the defensive line. That shows you exactly how good Devin Lloyd is. But when you watch this tape, man, you couldn't get a, you couldn't get a hand on him. You couldn't out-physical him. He had great when it comes down to zone coverage and zone reading. He was great at it. He's he's a playmaker. Every time he popped in the tape, man, he, he was calling the phone ball, catching the pick at the inside linebacker position. And that's exactly what the Ravens are looking for. They're always been defensive guys. If it's any kind of defensive guy that you like, whether it's Jordan Davis, whether it's Devontae White, whether it's uh, Devin Lloyd, one of them three will be a Baltimore Raven. I just think Devin Lloyd fits them perfectly. Yeah, when I popped on the tape for Lloyd, it's like, am I watching a linebacker or a DB? Because he absolutely flies to the football. It's no surprise. He played other positions other than linebacker coming into Utah. I I like that you recognize that he didn't have up front what, say, hmm, the Georgia Bulldogs had in the 2021 season. Excellent pick with Lloyd here going to the Ravens. I think that's likely. However, this is where I've got Jordan Davis out of Georgia going help plug that interior i can see that yeah so <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping the ravens hold off on jordan davis because i want him to go to our steelers at number 20 i'm gonna be holding my breath here because it's just like man i am hoping the ravens don't rob who we want the steelers to draft with the 20th overall pick but this is where i've got jordan davis of georgia going okay all right at 15 the Eagles are on the clock here, Ike. Who's going at 15 to Philadelphia? Uh, who I had going at 15, Mark? I had Chris. No, 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 no. Trent McDuffie out of yeah, Washington. So, yeah, Ike, I, I know you got all your paperwork over there yeah, all the way down help. in the O. Yeah, so uh, Trent McDuffie coming coming from Washington. I think uh, he brings the spunk. spunk. He brings the pizzazz he brings the the life he brings the extra um every time you popped in the tape on Trent it was just making plays whether he was co- whether he was coverage coveraging covering in a large area or whether he just came came down the sideline and came up in a box for me Trent man might be one of the closest to the honey badger I would say man he could pretty much do everything in that secondary so this is exactly what, what them boys needed coming from Washington and I only not only you get a a, a defensive guy, a, a field general, but you can also mean, but you can also get your guy um, in the secondary coming from Washington. That's Trent McDuffie. Comparing him to Honey Badger is the highest praise. I this is where I had Alabama's Jamison Williams going. Okay, and you might say, well, they have Devontae Smith, Alabama product, pairing him with a college Correct. teammate, and you might say, Mark, they picked Smith in the first round in twenty twenty one. They picked Jalen Rieger the year before in 2020. And to what I say, I know you've drafted receivers in the first round the past two seasons. 
Who cares? Let's see if Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, is the guy in Philly. And again, I've got a lot of the college teammates paired together. I've seen it work for NFL teams with that familiarity. That's what I'm going with here. Jamison Williams to the Eagles at 15. You got to keep rolling, though, Ike. At 16, the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. And who you got here? You have – hang on just a second. I'm checking my notes. This pick makes a lot of sense, Ike. You have Charles Cross out of Mississippi Mm -hmm. State considering the Saints lost Taron Armstead in free agency. Armstead signing, I believe, with the Miami Dolphins. Let me double-check that. Miami Dolphins. So they're missing one of the premier offensive tackles, one of the most sought-after free agents this offseason. And you can help keep Jamison Winston, uh, excuse me, Jameis Winston upright because he's coming off an injury. I'm stealing your thunder, Ike. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Have at it. You said it perfectly. That's exactly what I was about to say, like, you lose, you lose the security guard in free agency. You need to get an, another young stud security guard to help Jameis Winston, who's coming off an of injury since last year. You got to go with Charles Cross. Charles Cross just have that nasty mentality, that old school mentality, that man, somebody got to get me off this defender, even if I had a whistle blown. And you got to defend Jameis Winston. With Winston, too, I know we make jokes about him all the time. The 30 for mm-hmm. 30 season is final year with the Bucks. Before he got hurt, 18 touchdowns, three picks. He was playing good football before his season-ending injury, Ike. So I want to see what he can do when he's healthy again. Give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not going to have a lot of help because the Saints don't have a pick until the fourth round after the first round, and then they were in salary cap hell. That's why Sean Payton skipped town because he's looking at the salary cap situation saying, we're $70 million plus over the salary cap. I I wish Jameis the best because he was playing good ball last year before he got hurt. Good pick with Charles Cross there. As yeah, you well. can't. The Saints, the Saints can't miss on this pick, and I, and I, I don't think you can miss with an offensive lineman mm-hmm. on this pick, especially somebody who needs to protect your quarterback. And Charles Cross is that guy. Seventeen. The Chargers are on the clock. This is where you've got Chris Olave out of Ohio State, six foot one eighty seven, four three nine in the forty, Ike. And this was just a smooth route runner. He's deceivingly fast. And I want to credit Ryan Day. I want to uh, credit the Ohio State coaches because more often than not, with both Olave and Garrett Wilson, they were wide open on a lot of the highlights that they had. But got to give credit where credit is due. The two Ohio State boys probably had the best receiving <clears throat> tandem in all of college football this past season. No, 100%, man. Why not copycat and see and see what the Cincinnati uh, Bengals doing? With, with three good studs at a wide receiver position. Why not copycat and see what the L.A. Rams are doing when they got three good studs at the wide receiver position? Why not give Chris Olave, why not give Justin Herbert another guy, another guy to target? So you already got Keenan Allen and the company. You have a tight end sitting over there um, with the L.A. Chargers. You might as well give him another young stud receiver who don't have to come in right now and be the man. He can still learn from Keenan Allen. He can still learn the system. You still give him a young quarterback and Justin Herbert. Now we got action. So I understand it's a copycat league, but now with these young quarterbacks, give them as many options as possible. Send Chris Olave to the L.A. Chargers. Yes, I call Olave the ballerina, the toe tapper, the, the Adonis. He's the Lynn He's... Swan. Oof, oof. High, high praise there, Ike. High, high praise. Uh, but he's what, great what along I mean, the sidelines. He's great along the sidelines. Correct. With, with his play, it's, it's, it's a lot of finesse in this play. It's a lot of smoothness in this play. That's what I liked about Chris Olave. All right, 18, the Eagles are on the clock. You've got Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa, an absolutely nasty offensive tackle here, Ike. The one yeah. clip of Penning that was cracking me up, I think it was during the Senior Bowl, where he's dominating some edge rusher line of scrimmage, and he throws the edge rusher like into the legs of the quarterback. You know the clip I'm talking about, but this is a guy who's got yeah. a mean streak at the offensive tackle position. That's Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. You have him here at 18 to the Eagles. Yeah, you got to protect Hurts. You, you you liking Jalen Hurts like that. We saw what Jalen Hurts, not only what he can do with his legs, he got better as a passer with his arm, man. You might as well protect him as well if you think he's going to be the future and protect him with a Trevor Penning. Ike, this is a good pick again. An, a nasty, nasty player. And again, you want mm-hmm. to see what you have is hurts the guy. That's one of the big question marks that I have going Correct. into this season. 
Eagles have two first-round picks in this year's draft. So we'll see what they do. I'm, I'm really curious because they have some draft capital. They could trade up. They could trade back. If there's a prospect they really like. For this exercise, we're going pick by pick. We are not going through trades. You have pinning here going at 18. At 19, the Saints are back on the clock, Ike. And considering our sponsors, betonline.ag, I like it when you double down and you've got another offensive lineman going to the Saints, and that's Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. Maybe the best zone-blocking run offensive lineman in this year's draft. But I like that you're not just going with one, but two offensive linemen here for the Saints. This could be the first, the first time the Saints uh, went with offensive linemen. Man, you gotta protect the quarterback, and just in general, man, you just gotta protect, you know, something. You gotta protect your quarterback, Jameis Winston. So I like, I, I like the double back with the offensive lineman and Tyler Linderbaum. Man, I think Tyler Linderbaum. And when you want to talk about offensive guys, they're not your sexiest first round picks. They don't get a lot of hype, but they usually play when they come in the first round. They usually play in the league the longest pretty much out of everybody unless you hit on a quarterback. So you might as well go with a two-franchise offense alignment and this other one, the title Linderbaum, coming from Iowa. Yeah, and maybe this will lure Sean Payton back to the Big Easy when he says, wow, I've got guys dominating the line of scrimmage, Ike. Yeah, he definitely ain't coming back because that cap's too high. (laughs) Listen, we'll see Sean Payton in Dallas in the 2023 season, Ike, you called that first. I'm stealing your thunder, but I thought that was just tremendous insight. If Dallas is one and done in the playoffs, say this upcoming season, I'm getting off track here. At number 20, our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock, Ike. If Jordan Davis or Malik Willis are here at number 20, I think those two players will be the picks. I don't think either player will still be there at number 20 by the time Pittsburgh selects. This is where you had Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. That's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers need. They need a they need a guy who can plug the hole. They need a young stud. If you just watch the Pittsburgh Steelers, when it comes down to sacks, we're gonna win it all day. When it comes down to pass rushing, we're gonna win it all all day. Statistically, since 2007, there is no other team who can get to the quarterback better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we have a hole in the middle, and that's stopping the run. And why not plug in and go get a young stud from Georgia and Devontae Wyatt, who did exactly what he did on, alongside of Jordan Davis? Yes. Cameron Hayward, an all-pro, he's not getting any younger into his 30s now. Tyson Alualu, who missed most of the 2021 season, is 34. Stephon Tuitt, who did not play at all in 2021, is 28. So he's the youngest of the group. Why not restock and why not replenish right. the interior of your defense, which ranked dead last in the NFL in the 2021 season in rushing yards allowed. Ike Wyatt, an excellent pick here by you because the Steelers need to fill that need to solidify their front seven. So I like where you're at. Again, if Davis or Willis are on the board, I think they'll be the picks. But if they're not, that's the question that remains is who's the best available player who can help you immediately. Wyatt could be that guy out of Georgia. We'll see who's there at number 20 by the time the Steelers pick. Number 21, the New England Patriots, Ike. We both have defensive players, but you have them filling a hole considering that they did not re-sign quarterback J.C. Jackson. Jackson's off to the Los Angeles Chargers. You have them filling a need here at 21. Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Why was he your pick? Was it filling the need? What did you see here with Booth? Yeah, I just thought this one, um, the best available around this time and the need when it came to the New England Patriots. And, you know, even though Coach Belichick had Tom Brady, he's always have been defensive minded and he loves smart corners. He loves physical. He loves big corners. And this guy is super athletic. If, if you watch Andrew Booth Jr., when he caught his picks, he was jumping over everybody. So he don't like the ball to come to him. He attacks the football, and that's exactly what – uh what the New England Patriots need on that side of the ball to keep giving uh, their quarterback more opportunities and more chances. But I love Andrew Jr. A few things he got to work on, but going to a coach like Belichick, he'll pick up ASAP because Coach Belichick will be on his butt as soon as he walks into the facility. Young DBs, watch the way Andrew Booth high points the football, catching the ball at its highest point. This is where I had Utah's Devin Lloyd going because Patriots can solidify their linebacking situation. And man, 
you plug and play Devin Lloyd in there for the Patriots defense, that would be a scary, scary combination considering the coaching that he'll get under Bill Belichick and company. At number 22, the Packers are on the clock. And I, they have a few needs, and I think they could go in one or two directions. You've got them getting Drake London out of USC. I think that they could fill that void because Devontae Adams is on the Ravens now. They did sign Sammy Watkins in free agency, but you want to fill that production left behind by one of the best receivers in the league. They also parted ways with Zedarius Smith. Smith is now a member of the Vikings. They need edge rushing help. You've got Drake London out of USC here, though. Why'd you go receiver here instead of edge rushing for the Packers? Because they lost them a two-piece. They lost two receivers. You know, not only did they lose the best receiver in the league, um, they lost another receiver, and he went to KC. Uh, Valdez Scantling. Marquez Valdez Valdez. Scantling. Yeah, so, man, at least let me get one. (laughs) Let me me give Aaron Rodgers one weapon, and that's Drake London. And what do we know about Aaron Rodgers and what kind of receivers he like? He like big receivers who can run and who are very physical. So Drake London coming in as a rookie, man, I don't think it would be no issue. You plug and play him ASAP as soon as he stepped into the door for the Green Bay Packers with the Aaron Rodgers. Yes, good pick here, Ike. I think the Packers could go receiver. I also think they could go edge rush. Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. out of Florida State. Maybe, uh, maybe my guy... Uh, Arnold Ibikati out of Penn State, another edge mm-hmm. they could go with. Maybe, was it Sam Williams out of Ole Miss? I think the Packers have options here. It's just a matter of who's at the top of their board, who grades out the highest. I think they could go receiver or edge rusher. It's a good draft to need either of those two positions. Number 23, the Cardinals are on the clock. And Ike, this was your big, big curveball in this year's draft. I'm I'm tossing it over to you. The floor is yours, Ike. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shake this one up right here. So we've been having problems in in the offseason with our quarterback and Kyler. He don't want to come back unless we uh pay him a long term extension. Uh, even though he's even though he has a lot of talent and he's real good at the quarterback position, he really can't stay healthy for all seventeen games or sixteen games. Um, I don't like the turmoil going on. So you know who I'm going with? I'm going with Desmond Ryder. Ritter coming from Cincinnati. Not only is it good, not only is not only the NFL is going with two quarterbacks. Now it's man, I don't want the headache, you know. And I think even though the Arizona Cardinals, they're not saying too much. Kyler and his team, man, they're doing a lot. They're they're holding their foot ground. He really wants to get paid. So you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and draft me a young stud who's six four and some change and has an arm. I got the pieces to the puzzle. I have a running back. I have weapons on the outside. All I need is a quarterback who really wants to be an Arizona Cardinal and a team player. So the fact that I understand uh, Kyler wants to get his money because I want everybody to get his money is just the way he's going about it. Maybe this generation is is doing the things a little bit different. Maybe they're going more towards social media and expressing how they feel. Maybe they don't want to sit down and just talk to the organization anymore. But you know what? As an organization, I got to protect myself. I got to do what's best of it, what's best for the team. So I'm going with Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, and they're picking him for the Arizona Cardinals. That's my shakeup of this draft. And what Ike is talking about is Kyler Murray re- removing any mention of the Arizona Cardinals in his social media profiles. I don't know why you would do that because that's how I know who Kyler Murray is. He's the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. I love this pick of Ritter because what you're doing to Kyler Murray is what the Cardinals did when they bounced Josh Rosen out of town. So they're Josh Rosening Kyler Murray. I this I love this pick. <laughs> this is my favorite pick that you have in your entire mock draft because you're giving Murray a taste of the same medicine that they gave to Josh Rosen when they shipped him out of town. This is my favorite pick that you have in this year's mock draft. Yeah, the fact that Kyler wants his money, I'm no, I would never knock that. I want all the players to get their money. Of course, but I'm putting my, I'm putting myself as a GM. I ain't got time to be playing with you, Kyler. I don't like the attitude. I don't like the way you're going about this. So we're gonna do the same. We're gonna do you the same way we did the Josh Rosen. We're gonna Josh Rosen your butt. And if you want to be an Arizona Cardinal, you're gonna wait. Or you're going to sign a deal with somebody else. 
but we definitely have options, and it's called NFL draft picks, and we're going with Desmond Ritter. The Cardinals could go with the quarterback. I have George mm-hmm. Karloftis out of Purdue going here, considering the loss of Chandler Jones to the Raiders, which, by the way, note this, might be the most underrated move in all of free agency. They also need a receiver because Christian Kirk is off to Jacksonville. They re-signed A.J. Green. This is where I also think Traylon Burks could be a potential fit. Cardinals have options here, and like the Packers, they need receiving help. They need edge rushing help. It's a good draft to need either of those things. Ritter at 23, though, Ike, this is my favorite pick that you had in this year's round. We got to keep this rolling, Ike. 24, Dallas Cowboys on the clock. N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia. Pairing him and Micah Parsons together, it made my brain explode. Yeah, yeah, you talking about a one-two punch or a two-one punch, man. N'Kobe Dean. Um, he was another one of these generals coming from Georgia National Championship guy. Georgia's got, and we talked about this on the show, man. Man, Georgia's going to at least have seven to eight guys go top 40 when it comes down to this NFL draft. But you pair him with a young number 11, Michael Parson, the Kobe Dean sitting up in that middle. What else you need? What, what else you need from the Dallas Cowboys? Of course, they need needs, but man, they got style, they got physical physicality. Now you don't have to put everything on a Michael Parsons. Now Michael Parsons can really be Michael Parsons. So if you want Michael Parsons to sit in the inside, he can. If you want him to come off the edge, then he can. But you can only do that if you got another field general, and that's N'Kobe Dean coming from Georgia. I went in a little bit of a different direction. I went with Arnold Ebicady, the Penn State product, because they were college teammates. So I'm getting Correct. the college teammates again together. I, again, pairing them with Micah Parsons, and if you're an opposing offensive player – Good luck at having success against the Cowboys. It's funny because their defense is like now a strength, considering like a year ago, that was the question mark. They loaded up on defensive players in last year's draft. And Micah Parsons coming off NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in the 2021 season. 25, the Bills are on the clock, Ike. And I love your pick here, too. I don't love all of your picks, but Brees Hall out of Iowa State help Josh Allen in this offense fill that final missing piece. You'd have a nice little pairing with him and Singletary in the backfield too. So the load wouldn't fall all on Brees Hall, an explosive runner, four, three, nine in the 40, a 40 inch vertical, 10 and a half foot broad jump. He's got nice hands out of the backfield too. a do it all back from the Cyclones. Good pick here at number 25 to the bills. This is exactly what the bills were missing. Singletary is more of a scat running back, more of a second running back. Brees Hall is more of the first running back. You bring a Singletary in after the fact to close the game out. But you want to talk about a stud, six feet, 220 plus, can run the 40, highlights after highlights, can run in between the tackles, played in the cold weather at Iowa State. And guess what the temperature going to be in December when it comes down to the Buffalo Bills? It's going to be cold as hell. It's probably going to have some ice sitting on that ground, too. He's used to it. He's accustomed. Not only do we have weapons around him, but, man, that's going to open not only the the holes for him sitting in the middle, but, man, this dude coming off this list, man, I thought he's one of the best guys all around, old school total package. This fit was fit will fit perfect for the Buffalo Bills and Brees Hall. I saw how Buffalo really embraced Marshawn Lynch way back in the day the Bills Mafia, when it gets really, really cold out. And those fans for so many years didn't have a winner. They finally have a winner now. And could Brees Hall be that missing final piece that they need to take them over the top? I think so. Ike, we'll go to 26. The Titans are on the clock. Got Kyer Elam, the corner out of Florida going. Very interesting, considering a year ago, the Titans drafted Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. And we tried Mm -hmm. to warn you here on Believe in Steelers that Farley came into the league. It wasn't the question of his ability. It was his ability to stay healthy. Played only three games in the 2021 season. You could go back and listen to the tape. That was the big question mark we had about Farley. So you've got the Titans going cornerback in back-to-back drafts. But why Elam out of Florida to Tennessee? Because I'm betting on Farley to be healthy this season. Uh, now he now now he has the the professional help that he needs. I don't know if he was getting that in college. I don't know if he had the right doctors. But in the NFL, man, usually we have the doctors who can take care of all your needs. So now I get a Farley who's going to be healthy this year, and put a Kyrie Elam coming from Florida with him as well. 
So now possibly I can have two lockdown corners, guys who can get interceptions. What I did like about Kira Elam, man, he, just playing in Florida, just playing in the SEC, you play guys who are going to go to the NFL all the time, mm-hmm. especially at that wide receiver position. So every the stage would never be too big for you. So his height, his size, and the speed, what he brought to the table from Florida, being one of the best in, the, in, the, in that secondary says a lot when you go to a school like Florida. So just ask Joe Hayden. But yeah, Kira Elam, man, going to the Tennessee Titans, Farley be back on the other side, and they're going to be rocking and rolling with two young studs sitting down and holding that corner. Yeah, let me double down with Ike Taylor. I love the Joe Hayden shout out. Got to get it in when we can. Hopefully, we right. could maybe still wind up in Pittsburgh. I know that's beside the point. Going into today, this is where I thought I was going to shock you, Ike, but you beat me to the punch. This is where I've got Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati going because okay. Ryan Tannehill's a good a good fit there. You don't need to start Ritter right away. However, he uh, Tannehill I'm talking about here will be 35 right. in what's essentially the final year of his contract in 2023. And the dead cap number for Tannehill is manageable if they decide they want to move on. I like Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback, but do you really think he's going to take Tennessee over the top and make them a Super Bowl contender? I do not. That's why I think you draft Ritter, develop him, bring him along, and then he could be the guy that takes your team over the top for the Tennessee Titans, a team that was the number one seed in the AFC. I know they play in a weaker division, but they got bounced right away in the playoffs, Ike. They need someone else who can elevate their level of play. I don't know that that's Ryan Tannehill. That's not to say Ryan Tannehill isn't a fine quarterback, but if you're trying to compete for Lombardi trophies, you need that elite quarterback play. Maybe you get with that with Ritter if you can properly develop him at the quarterback position. That's not a bad pick at all. Off of what you just said, Mark, that's a good that's a good solution. So we'll keep this going. Twenty seven. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock. They need interior line help on both sides of the ball. So they lost Alex Cap at a free agency. Ali Marpet decided to retire. They did trade for Shaq Mason, and the Bucs had success with another Shaq, Shaq Barrett, on the other mm-hmm. side of the football, the edge rushing position. But Nadama Kinsu is also a free agent. Who are you going to pair with Vita Vea, Ike? This is where you had Darian Kennard out of Kentucky going here to help the Bucs with their interior offensive line help. I really think it's going to be offensive line, defensive line. Who's the best player available? This is where you had Kennard from Kentucky, though. Yeah, you better have somebody who can protect a Tom Brady. Uh, matter of fact, the Bucs have been drafting offensive linemen for the past two years. This going on their third year. Mm-hmm. And you seeing this has been nothing but helpful when it come back, comes down to that quarterback position to protect the quarterback. Tom Brady really hasn't been getting sacked in his elder years in the league. And this is exactly what you need to do. So not only are you building, not only are you building the present right now, and that's protecting Tom Brady because he came out of retirement, you're building for the future as well. So just picture these guys playing four or five years down the line, what they're going to do to the next quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks. But right now, you need an offensive lineman to keep protecting Tom Brady. And this is Darian Kennard coming from Kentucky. And the Bucks hit on Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle, a few years ago. He was a first-team yep. All-Pro. So yep. you're spot on there in terms of being able to keep Brady upright now that he's into his 40s. He's getting up there, Ike. But coming back right. for another year, not going to knock the goat. You got to keep him healthy, though. 28, the Packers are back on the clock, Ike. Mm-hmm. And this is where you have Ole Miss Sam Williams. Again, need some help with the edge rushing position because Zadarius Smith is no longer a Packer. Yeah, so Smith left um, because you, had, you just had to cut ties and do what you need to do. Now, Sam Williams, for me, man, he just was a stud. And we talking about usually, usually these guys, if you look at the front from George, they have four down linemen. Sam Williams stayed in the backfield and Ole Miss ran three down linemen, but he just reminded me of a Julius, Julius, Julius Peppers kind of body. He's a big, thick, solid guy. He's going to be so happy once he gets to the NFL because he's been getting doubled and triple teamed from the offensive standpoint because he was that good as a defensive lineman. He's going to win a lot of one-on-one matches, man. So Sam Williams to the Green Bay Packers this year. Good pick, Ike. And again, we talked about the Packers a little bit earlier for their earlier pick. Receiving, Mm -hmm. receiving help, edge rushing help. It's a great draft to need either of those two players. So depending on what they do with their first pick that they have, I think they do the opposite with their next pick. It just depends on 
who's available by the time that they select at 22 and then at number 28. 29, the Chiefs are on the clock here, Ike. This is where you have Jamison Williams. And the fact Mm -hmm. that the Chiefs could get Williams this late in the draft is only a result of his injury. You go with Williams to fill the void left by Tyreek Hill and all of those picks that you get in the trade for Hill. And the Chiefs are coming out net positive, if you ask me. If if Jamison Williams falls all the way to the Chiefs, Let's just reload here because you're getting a player, if he's healthy and right, very, Top very five. talented. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I let right. me turn it over to you because if he falls to the Chiefs, it's just like, man, it was all worth it in that Tyreek Hill trade. Which is which is a strong possibility that he could fall yeah. to the Chiefs. And the reason why, because it's injury in the national championship game. But the good thing, if you do fall to the Chiefs, man, there is no rush to get him on the field. You have a you have a genius in mind when it comes down to Andy Reid and calling up plays and getting a lot of different guys open, whether it's the tight end, the slot, or the outside receivers. So he's gonna come. Jameson Williams gonna come to a situation where he's gonna feel no pressure, where he's not gonna feel rushed because of his injury. Coach is gonna tell him to take his time. He might come in a week four or midway through the season, but he's gonna come in and he's gonna plug and play because Coach Andy Reid will call the plays for him to uh, get open when it comes down to being schematically. So, Jameson Wilson, if I'm Jameson Wilson, no, nah, I, I really I really would have been a top five pick if I didn't get hurt in that national championship game. But, man, what a blessing in disguise that I fall down to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and the Kansas City Chiefs, man, and I get a head coach like an Andy Reid who can find multiple ways to get me the ball. Yeah, and playing with Patrick Mahomes for the next, I don't know, five, ten years. I think Correct. Jahan Dotson out of Penn State is a possibility here, can, depending on which other receivers are on the board. But you need this to kind of replace the speedster. No one is Tyreek Cheetah fast. But Correct. the way that he would pair together with the other receivers, Hardman is very Correct. fast, but you brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, big physical receiver in the slot. Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Packers, big physical receiver. Travis Kelsey, who I know is listed as a tight end, he's really a receiver. So Correct. the way Williams would complement the other receivers to me is, is just excellent. Now, the Chiefs are also on the clock again at number 30. And Ike, you had them going defensive side of the football, but they also need a cornerback considering they lost starter Cherverius Ward to the 49ers in free agency. You went at the linebacker position. You've got Christian mm-hmm. Harris out of Alabama here, Ike. What was your thought process here? Another field general, uh, another teammate with teammates. See, I see, I see where you're going. You like sticking with the same colleges and you like pairing up teammates. So I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing at the 29 and 30th pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, you, you can never go wrong with having a linebacker who is a field general. And that's exactly what it is. And, you know, for Alabama, when it comes down to the defense, you have to be an alpha. You have to be a dog. You have to be a field general. And this is Christian Harris. So they're going to go back to back to Alabama boys, Jamison Williams and Christian, and Christian Harris. You can never go wrong drafting SEC, Ike. Like, show me a circumstance where that's ever gone wrong. You just can't. Now, I'll say this. I would like the pairing with the two, considering I like my guy, Nick Bolton, who's a totally different style of linebacker, 5'11", 200 and some change. But Harris is a little bit bit bigger, 6'1", 226, Mm -hmm. a 4 Four, four in the 40 for Harris. So he can fly around the field. An 11 foot broad jump, too. Man, you have those two guys chasing down. Yes, yes. So you have both Bolton and potentially Harris chasing down ball carriers for the Chiefs. It's a nice pairing. And I like the Alabama connection that you have with Jamison Williams, who you have the Chiefs taking with your previous pick. Two more picks to go, Ike. The Bengals at 31. You've got the Baylor product here, the Big 12 defensive Mm -hmm. player of Mm -hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. Make the case. Uh, Jalen Petrie, am I saying his last name correctly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the honey badger, you know, of this draft. If you watch what a honey, honey badger went, he went late too in the first round. But Jalen, man, he, he just can it, – it's something – it's some things you can't coach. You can't coach height. You can't coach size. You can't coach speed. But it's something that always going to get you over the hump, and that's instincts. And this is exactly what Z- Jalen Petrie has coming from Baylor. Super instinctive 
if you didn't know no better, man, you thought this dude was Tar- Tarzan <laughs> coming out the jungle because, man, he always got a, got his way around with no GPS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he knew what the weather was going to be without having a meteorologist. You know what I'm saying? So he knew what day it was without having a calendar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you just pop in the tape. He's just always around the ball. You know, when you when you watch the Honey Badger, he's just always around the ball, whether it was on the defensive line or me offense, whether it was on the offensive side or whether he was in the backfield just picking off tight ends, slot receivers, or wide receivers. He's just a playmaker. He just has that knack. So for me, man, Jalen Peacher will be perfect for the Cincinnati Bengals because that's something they don't have. They don't have a super instinctive guy on that side of the ball. That guy on the other side for them, super instinctive, is Jamar Chase. This guy, Jalen Petrie, would be perfect for the Cincinnati Bengals when it comes down to being instinctive and making plays after plays after plays. I like it, Ike. This is where I had – if Devontae Wyatt from Georgia is there, I like this pick for the Bengals considering the Uh need to replace Larry Ogunjobi, who almost signed with the Chicago Bears but didn't pass his physical – so if Ogan Joby is going to be back, it's kind of a question mark. Again, trying to fill a need here. A team that went to the Super Bowl too, so they're pretty good at and have you know have a lot of talent in the different positions. I have mm-hmm. them defense, but if Wyatt's here, depending on what other linemen are available, we'll see. Thirty-two. The Lions have the last pick. This is a, a pick that they have from the Los Angeles Rams. If Ritter is on the board still here at number thirty-two, I'd be surprised if Detroit didn't take him. Sam Howell is a possibility, but this is where you went with UCLA tight end Greg Dulcich. Ike, yeah. at 32, you're getting Dulcich? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah. This is exactly what this, – this is exactly what the Detroit Lions need, man. They need an offensive stud, a young stud, who can help out their quarterback. And Greg, for me, man, I, I thought personally, just my personal opinion, Mark, he's the best receiver in this draft, a former walk-on, a guy when you want to talk about UCLA, all he did was get open. All he did was run past people. All he did was catch the ball. His catch radius is, his catch radius is I don't have a catch radius. You put me on the football field. I'm catching everything. I don't care who covers me. This is exactly what, what the Detroit Lions need, man. They need, a tight, they need a tight end one. But for me, I thought he was the best receiver in this draft. He just so happened to play tight end. Ike, he has a load to break down. Took more than one defender on all the highlights I watched of Dulcich. Excellent pick. And whichever team gets him is getting the best tight end in the draft. I'm comfortable saying that. We have many thanks in order. Ike, you're the absolute best. Uh, I was like picking your brain during the draft because you think a little bit outside of the box, a little bit differently than most draft analysis that I see. Want to thank the Believe Network for providing us the opportunity, Ike. We've got draft coverage all week long through Saturday, so all seven rounds of the draft. Check out our show, the different shows. We're going to have a lot of reaction from Thursday. I'm very curious to see who the Steelers get at number 20. I want to thank the producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and all of the Brinks folks who help us out and make us look good here on Believe in Steelers. Today's sponsor, betonline.ag. Again, if you've got a wager to place on the 2022 draft, betonline.ag is the place to do it. I want to thank the listeners and the viewers for sticking with us in the last month, Ike. I love going through draft uh, coverage. Thursday is going to be like Christmas morning. I cannot wait, and I hope we get absolutely chaos, pandemonium. I want all the craziness to happen on Thursday night. I cannot wait. I second that. I second everything you said. Correct, Taylor. I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening and watching Believe in Steelers. We're going to have more reaction between now and Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So keep it here on the Believe Network. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.